This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we are going to have so much fun talking about a topic that... I'll be honest, I never initially would have thought would have been a a topic we'd be discussing on this program, but when I read more about our two guests and what they have accomplished, I thought, well, of course it's a great business topic. It's a fabulous business topic. And so, you know, it it really is going to be so much fun, but it is going to be a little bit different. We're not going to be talking about how to build your website or, you know, how to do a direct mail campaign or how to start your business. We're going to talk about something that is is going to talk, you know, we're, we're going to talk about how to be successful in business, how to start a great business. And then the subject matter that we're going to be talking about that these ladies do is just absolutely fascinating. So please join me in welcoming Liz Berry and MJ Rose to our program today. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you. Well, you know, let me tell people a little bit about you before we delve into this, because now I'm sure we've really piqued their interest. So in 2013, Two women found themselves disagreeing with the status quo in publishing, particularly as it impacted the romance genre. MJ Rose is a New York Times best-selling author, advertising professional, and one of the founding members and former co-chair of the International Thriller Writers, which is ITW. Liz Berry is ITW's executive director and editor, a self-proclaimed romance fangirl, and wife to number one international best-selling author Steve Berry. These women know their way around the book world, and they decided to put their money, time, and effort into doing something to better it. They created 1001 Dark Nights, a marketing concept utilizing romance novellas from best-selling authors as a conduit to reach new readers. Those books are cross-marketed to increase all of the brands and simultaneously grow the reach and discovery of everyone involved. So again, ladies, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's kind of start, you know, it, let's go back to a little bit about the beginning. And, and so I'm, you know, I'm going to call on you. I'm going to be the teacher here. Um, so, uh, you know, Liz, tell us why this is, is something that, that has really turned into your passion. And then, of course, we'll have MJ tell us. I think romance has been my passion for a long time. Um, romance books are such a happy escape for me and for so many readers, and it's such a big genre in the publishing world. Right. Uh, when we started 1001 Dark Nights, it was because we were frustrated on behalf of our, our sister's writing romance, mm-hmm. and we wanted to do something about it. And we thought, wow, what if we really cross-marketed these New York Times bestselling brands? Mm-hmm. And accomplished raising everyone to the next level. What would that look like? Mm -hmm. And as it turned out, um, 2014 was our first year. It looked really fabulous. And so the more we did, the more terrific authors we brought in, the more passionate we became. And now we spend our our lives and our jobs lifting women up. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty incredible, I have to say. Great. Well, MJ, why is this your passion? Well, marketing is actually a passion, which probably sounds strange to a lot of people, but I find it incredibly fascinating to look for new and different ways to market things. And books are certainly my passion as an author. And I also own the first and only advertising agency for authors created by an author. So um, I was really intrigued when Liz and I started talking about this, about were there any new marketing ideas that we could utilize to really... Um, introduce books to more readers and and we wound up coming up with something and I'm really proud of it and proud of working with Liz that we managed to do something that no one had done before and that it worked. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and it's, it, it definitely piqued my interest. Um, and I was, as I was telling you before we started the program, I'm an avid reader, not nearly as much now as, as I have been in the past. Um, but I grew up reading. You know, I actually remember, I think I, I began reading before I was ever even in school. My parents strongly, strongly encouraged me to read because they were both readers. And some of my most treasured memories are of when I was fairly young um, and my father would read to me every night. Now, he, he didn't read me romance novels, but, you know, it still was something that I just was, was you know, it, like I said, it's, it is such a treasured memory. And, you know, whether you're reading business books, which is typically what I read more of now, or something like a romance novel, a thriller, uh, an escape type of book, you know, something that is obviously more personal, we all, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to get on my soapbox, soapbox here, we need to read more. Um, you know, there's, there's a variety of reasons for it. it. It, for one thing, it is an escape, you know, it, it allows us to escape whatever it is, you know, the, the old Calgon take me away type of, of things. But it helps us with our literacy. It helps us, you know, and it, again, it doesn't matter what it is. I think we all should be reading because it is just something that is so important. And so that's really why I thought, wow, this is, is such a neat venue that you guys have created. Thank you so much. And we agree. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm looking at your website. And I, I, you, how many books do you have? I mean, there are a lot of books here. <laughs> Um, so in 2014, mm -hmm. we, we started with 12. We thought we would do one a month, one novella a month, and mm -hmm. that would be exciting. Mm -hmm. um, the books and the marketing just worked so well that, that every year since then, we usually have in the Thousand and One Dark Nights collection between 20 to 24, so one to two a month. And mm -hmm. then we have some ancillary projects that we do as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's just fun, and the readers love them. And, and these books are such a great introduction for the readers, um, if they haven't read the author before, mm -hmm. to then go and explore the series, the front list, the back list, you know, which is obviously the entire idea. Mm -hmm. So a lot of books about, gosh, MJ, nearly 200 at this point. <laughs> it looks yeah. like it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it, now, just out of, uh, for my, my own knowledge, what makes something to be considered a novella? It's all about the word count. Okay. Quite frankly. Mm -hmm. um, a novella. So this is not war and peace. <laughs> right, exactly. So a novella, by the standards of Romance Writers of America, I believe is somewhere between 20,000 to 45,000 words, somewhere okay. around in there. Mm -hmm. And then a novel starts about 45,000. Typically, it's going to be around 80,000. Mm -hmm. A short story, typically uh, 15,000 words or less, 10,000 mm -hmm. words or less. Our stories are all 20,000 words or more. And our average length is around 37,000 words, something like that. Nice. You know, and, and so what it, what this means is they're fairly quick reads. Yeah. About um, 120 pages. -ish. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so for some, you know, for some people that's, you know, an evening um, for someone else might take a little bit longer, but uh, you know, you, you get distracted, you know, all these various things, but it, that's one of the things that people tell me is, you know, oh, I, I don't have time to read or I get distracted and then I forget the plot, you know, all these various things. And, and so that's the nice thing about being a, a fairly quick read. Mm -hmm, absolutely. It's a quick introduction. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you get a satisfying what we call HEA, happily ever after. Mm -hmm. And if you like the book, then you can go to the author's full length novels and really get that, that complete immersion for more than just a few hours. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it is, it's an audition for our authors um, to be put in front of new readers and hopefully mm -hmm. they like what they read in a, in a couple hours and read more. Right. Now you mentioned that all of these authors are already authors. You know, this isn't a, a place where somebody is, is doing their first book and many of them are very well known in, in this genre how did you get them to say, hey, you know, I want to work with you guys? Well, other than the fact that Liz is a fan of all of them and they all adore her because she's <laughs> so charming and um, knows how to talk to them and she's a real fan and they really respond to her and she's such a smart person in business and she's such a great reader. When she I love approaches you. <laughs> them, <laughs> when she approaches them, they're just, so delighted to even talk to her. But the business end of it is that every author, no matter how successful they are, 
wants to continue to grow their brand. Right. And we're living in a world right now of branded authors are the ones who are selling books. There, mm-hmm. There's so many books out there and there's so many free and cheap books out there. I don't mean the writing is cheap, but the price is cheap. Mm-hmm. There's that it, The competition is brutal. Mm-hmm. And so when we came to them, it's what, what the overall goal was is that we were going to increase their overall brand mm-hmm. 5 to 10% a year, slow but steady, there's very hard to figure out how to increase your brand at all. Mm-hmm. So we were giving them an opportunity to look at a way to increase their brand. And we call it marketing that pays you because they don't pay us to do this. We pay them. We mm-hmm. share all the money that we make on each book equally with them. And um, they were very intrigued. I mean, of our initial group of 12, we, we only, there were only two authors that said no mm-hmm. um, when we initially approached people the first year. Um, both really because they were um, with publishers that weren't going to be feel comfortable with them doing something with somebody right. else. Mm-hmm. But the idea of increasing their brand was something that was very hard for anybody to say no to. So that's, mm-hmm. that's why we've been able to. Um, and then once it started working after the first year and other Word authors got around how well it was working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it was, then mm-hmm. it was not really, it has not been very difficult. Right. Well, and I would imagine that this is, you know, an industry that is like lots of other industries. There's conventions, there's things like that, but they they talk to each other. And so when one author likes you and has success, she tells her friends who are other authors. Absolutely. And the cool thing that we have um, as well that we started just a couple years after the company began was something called our discovery program. And that's where... We and our authors are constantly on the lookout for up-and-coming authors mm-hmm. who we really believe in. And while we don't publish those authors, we try to have different ways throughout the years that we've given these up-and-coming authors a shout-out. You know, whether we put them in our newsletter, mm-hmm. we put them on our social media, uh, we put some of their work in the back of some of our bundles. Mm-hmm. We've we've taken what we've done with these New York Times bestsellers, and we've tried to multiply those efforts to give back to the community and reach out and discover new authors or authors who are, are not so new, but who have not been discovered fully in the industry. So we're really proud of that as well. Right. You know, and I always ask my guests for a quote and yours particularly struck me. And so the, the quote that you know, we use to promote the program um, says, if you're going to be in an industry dominated by women, do everything in your power to uplift those women. And, and I love that because One of the things that I've talked about several times with my other guests is the fact that many times when we're working with women, and you know, this is is more, you know, when we're working with women in in you know an an office setting, you know, things like that, sometimes it's difficult. Women get catty, we get we get snarky, um, you know, all these various things. And you have really turned this into such a benefit. So what are some of your, your tips for that? Um, I think when we when we first set out to select our authors, there are a lot of things that we look at. A Thousand and One Dark Nights is by invitation only, mm-hmm. um, so that MJ and I can really look at an author's brand, uh, mm-hmm. look at look at the depth of her work, et cetera. But one of the big things we look at is is she a team player? Right. In other words, does she build relationships both with her readers and mm-hmm. with her peers? And is she the type of author who will be excited for her? for her peers, you know, mm-hmm. for the other authors in the collection. Because on every release day with A Thousand and One Dark Nights, all of the other authors in the collection for that year post on social media about mm-hmm. that release. Mm. So it takes a very special person and a very much, again, a team player right. to be willing to do that. And I think that if you lead with that intention mm-hmm. of working together and building relationships, the trickle-down effect just happens organically. Mm-hmm that it stays a relationship building company. I mean, MJ, don't you agree? Yes, absolutely. And I, and I think that it's not, the authors themselves make that happen too, Mm -hmm. from how Mm -hmm. they start treating each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really become, it becomes a family. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and (laughs) clearly it is a, a bit different because they're not in an office setting as in, you know, one location, 
But they do really recognize the fact that when one succeeds, they all succeed, um, both with your series of books and then obviously individually with their own personal series of books. Absolutely. It's, this is all about working together to lift each other up, to build something greater for each individual and for the group as a whole. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no negative here in terms of helping each other. It just builds everyone. And I mm-hmm. think that our, our group of authors specifically, these are the most giving and generous and talented authors out mm-hmm. there. And they give and give and they uplift their, their sisterhood. Uh, and we're very proud of that. Mm-hmm. And we stand for that. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting. I was looking through your list of, of authors um, and there was one gentleman. Um, yes. You know, <laughs> We say our ladies and Christopher. Yes, you know, there's, there was Christopher. In fact, I had to go back and, and you know, because I was scrolling through very quickly. Um, but it is, you know, I, I love this concept that, you know, the ladies and Christopher are, you know, are all helping each other. Because as I mentioned, sometimes that's difficult. Um, you know, I've, I've shared with uh, some of my listeners in the past, I used to work one, you know, many years ago for um, a, a very large nonprofit. And as typical nonprofits go, especially 20, 25 years ago, almost all women, you know, that's the, and that's just kind of the, the way nonprofits work. And we had a box of meow mix that would travel the office and you would be you would have been in a meeting or you would have done a project or something and you would come back and you would discover this box of meow mix sitting on your desk which in essence meant you were being particularly catty that day um, you know and and of course you know i think i got it once and i was mortified i was like oh no no but some of the women thought that was great you know and, and i'm thinking no ladies we want this box to be retired and never be seen again Wow. And, and please don't misunderstand. That happens in the romance oh, sure. community and as well. And they are competing. You know, yeah, and, 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 and we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. I think what we have going for us is these are savvy businesswomen. Mm-hmm. They understand that being catty, being snarky, being all of those things, pulling each other down. It's, it's in the South, we say crabs in a bucket. Mm-hmm. Do you know that where one crab is trying to get out and then all the other crabs reach up and and pull that crab down? We're Uh not crabs in a bucket. Mm -hmm. We are, MJ and I feel like we're the wind beneath their wings kind of Mm -hmm. thing without sounding too cheesy. And they get that. And I Mm -hmm. think being strategic about your brand, knowing that you can build relationships in this business and being the smart and savvy businesswoman that you are, there's nothing to be gained from negativity. Mm -hmm. Zero. Right. You know, and... Let's be honest. You know they they are in essence competing because you know there's there is only a certain number of dollars, um, but they all have their own unique styles, their unique way of telling stories. You know, obviously, no one writes the same story, or you know that that you know just doesn't work. And and so, even though they're competing, they're not really competing. Is kind of what I'm trying to say. So, so it, it is um, a way, you know, that, that it, you know, they, they are able to really support each other. And I, I just love the community that you've built. Well, you know, they're not really competing because the average romance reader is reading between 50 and over a hundred books a year. Right. So yeah, there's a really a lot reader of loves her romance novels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's really a lot of room so I don't, I don't know, Liz, maybe you feel this differently, but certainly among our authors, I really don't get the feeling of a lot of competition. It's not like the yeah. reader's only going to buy one book and they're all right. competing for that reader. No, they compete with themselves. In other words, they want this year's release or this month's release to perform at least at the same level mm-hmm. or better than their own personal previous release. Right. So mm-hmm. I think I think you're absolutely right, MJ. I, I don't think there's the competition per se, particularly with our, our group, but I do think that they're always trying to compete against themselves mm-hmm. to do better. Right. Yeah. Well, and and that's certainly a very good thing. You know, you yeah. always want to be improving yourself. And and it's interesting when I look at um, some of the authors that I read, and I read more. Um, uh, well, like uh, Janet Ivanovich is is someone that I like. James Patterson, people like that. And it's interesting, you know, and I'm going to generalize. I won't mention any specific names. But when we start seeing some of the authors seem to just kind of churn out books. 
And, and you know, you read them and it's like, well, they didn't really give it their all this time. And so maybe it helps that these are novellas. So they're, they're much shorter. Um, but I also see that you are so encouraging to people that it really does behoove them to be doing their best work for you. Absolutely. And, and they are, you know, we're, we're just so fortunate. Um, the stories that these, that these authors write for us are incredible mm-hmm. and, and are recognized as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the brand, we've spent an enormous amount of time and money and effort to build this 1001 Dark Nights brand mm-hmm. to the upper echelon of the romance world. And it's recognized as such. So mm-hmm. with that, we had to make sure that the authors in this collection were we knew would put out the best possible quality. And of course, we've never been disappointed. They're mm-hmm. amazing with that. Definitely. Right. And maybe that's where they're competing. And, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing, you know, to make sure that they're always doing their best. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, now, MJ, you know, when you, when, when you and, and Liz started A Thousand and One Dark Nights, was there a problem that you were trying to solve? Well, uh Goodness. No, it was more of an idea okay. that there that there had to be another discovery isn't I guess you could say discovery is a problem. Readers have a hard time discovering new authors that are new to them because there are so few venues for them to do so through. Right. right. Um there are less less physical bookstores than mm-hmm. there used to be. There's less shelf less shelf space in supermarkets and um superstores. So Discovery is an, is an ongoing, always issue. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about discovery and my frustration. Actually, it started off very personally with my own frustration about my books. Mm-hmm. Um, I write historical suspense and um, I have written 20 novels. Ooh. And I was talking to Liz about how frustrated I was mm-hmm. that I was having a hard time finding new readers. And I had this idea of combining authors, of using authors to help each other Mm -hmm. find new readers. And we were, I actually, we always joke about this because I physically remember where I was when I said it to her Mm -hmm. and I remember her reaction. And um, she loved the idea. And the first thing she said was, you know, that would, that would work really well for romance readers, but it's not going to work at all for the kind of readers that you're, the readers of the books that you're talking about, which was a hundred percent true. Um, for reasons that are kind of not germane to this conversation. So um, she, so we started talking about how we would do it for romance readers, and the idea um, came through that way. Mm-hmm. So I guess we were trying to discover, um, deal with the problems of discovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was really cool because we brainstormed so much, and I remember it too, MJ, and I remember when we were looking for a website name, and it, we... We said, it's got to be all about the newsletter. We must build the newsletter. And mm-hmm. how are we going to have um, a thread through all these novellas where it makes sense? And that's when we took on the concept of the Arabian Nights and mm-hmm. Scheherazade and how she had to tell a story every night to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Um, we created a time traveler and she traded places with Scheherazade. And because mm-hmm. she was a time traveler, mm-hmm. she'd been in and out of story. She'd been to all planes of existence. Um, MJ wrote the foreword that is in every single novella. And it basically says, I've traded places with Scheherazade. I'm trapped here. I have to tell a story every night. So here's the story for tonight. Mm-hmm. And it could be anything from you know a cowboy mm-hmm. <laughs> romance to a vampire mm-hmm. romance. It doesn't matter. Um, and that thread through all the novellas brought them together. And then we sat down and said, if we could be in a perfect world of marketing, and there was an endless budget, which there's not, but let, we said, what right. if there was? Yeah. What in a would perfect we, world. Yeah. What would we do? Mm-hmm. And we started brainstorming all of the fun, innovative things that we would do mm-hmm. if we were publishing novellas. Mm-hmm. And then we just looked at each other and said, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, and then we called up, as she mentioned, 12 of our friends and said, listen, we don't even know what this is quite yet, but can right. you write but We a, love you and you love us. Yeah. So, and can you just write a novella? Mm-hmm. Like, can you just, just do that? And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone said, yes. I mean, we had those two no's, but they love us still right. and their contracts wouldn't let them. But yeah, mm-hmm. everyone said yes. And then we said, let's just set the world on fire with this. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And we did. Right. 
Now, you mentioned that there is kind of the common thread. This isn't just, hey, you know, here's, here's my book. Here's, you know, and, and so there's the, the common thread of Scheherazade. That's one of those fun words to say. Um, and, you know, so, but that brings up the question, you have several hundred books. Can I just pick one up? Do I have to start at the beginning? Um, you know, all of those various questions. Absolutely. They all stand alone. That's okay. the whole point. Every mm-hmm. single story stands alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, just pick up whatever appeals to you. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like I said, it, this is an audition. So you read this book. Mm-hmm. If you like this book and this author and this story and you want more, all of these authors have a backlist mm-hmm. and they have a front list. Right. So you can binge. It's all, you know, it's all about binging these mm-hmm. days, isn't it? Uh, so you can binge read the whole series. Mm-hmm. And each one absolutely stands alone. You just pick whatever appeals to you. Well, and it also, you know, you, you mentioned that there's the, the different, um, you know, some of them are true romance novels. Some of them are kind of historical. So that also allows kind of for, for people, you know, they, they might like a particular author, but they also might like that particular little subgenre is maybe what, what I want to call it. Because then they go, oh, well, I want to read all of the ones that are like that. And so then it's just interesting to see how each author puts their own, their own uh, take on it. Absolutely. So you've got not so much historical, but we have mm-hmm. um, definitely contemporary romance and paranormal romance. Mm-hmm. Those are our two kind of big genres because the crossover of those readers mm-hmm. is, um, is pretty big, mm-hmm. pretty big with the crossover. Yeah. Right. So that's it, it, easy. <laughs> Well, and you know, some people are very specific. You know, my mother is a huge romance novel reader. She probably wouldn't read a paranormal, um, but you know, she she would read anything else that she could get her hands on that was a, a romance novel. She just loves things like that. Um, so, but that that does bring me to another question: Are physical books? Are they eBooks? Are they audio books? All three. They're whatever you want. Right. We have everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that because, you know, my first thought was, well, they must all be just an ebook, especially because they're shorter. But, you know, and it's interesting when I read my business books, I like an ebook. Somehow it's just, you know, but when I read a book for fun, I want that book in my hand. I want that tactile feeling of having that book. Um, you know, and, and it helps that my husband also collects books. And so, you know, we could like start our own library. But, um, you know, so many people, and, and especially, you know, it, it seems to me, and this is just clearly, you know, I'm anecdotal, that pleasure books, people do like the real book, you know, and, and maybe it's because, you know, we think of those as maybe where we're reading poolside. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't want my, my tablet there. Or, you know, I mentioned Calgon, take me away. And for people who are listening who have no idea what that means, it was a bathtub commercial or ba- bubble bath, I guess. And, and the woman is, you know, she's got her wine glass. She's, you know, she's, she's reading her book, which I think was, was probably a romance novel. And, you know, the kids are pounding at the door and she's ignoring them. Um, but, you know, so we like to have that physical book for, for pleasure reading. And so I love that, that you have the, the actual physical books. Yeah, absolutely. And in romance, it's a little bit different. It, you know, we're about 80% mm-hmm. uh, digital ebooks and right. about 20% print. Mm-hmm. And with novellas, it's probably even more ebooks. But we love that we have them available for the readers if they want them. And audio is, a, is such a really big, big uh, platform these days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've, we've got them all wherever you want to read them. Right. <laughs> you can read them. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's definitely, uh, you know, something that any author should, should be thinking about whether they're writing, you know, fiction or writing, you know, something like say a business book is you need to make it available to people in the format that they want. Um, you know, because, you know, some people, like we said, you know, they want to read it on their tablet, they want to listen to it in their car, whatever it is. And if you're only doing one, you know, then you're, you're just truly limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, I, I was just curious, you know, I don't know why I thought of this. Maybe it was when you were talking about, you know, the physical books. Do you have any readers that you know of who, who have read every one of the series? That's a great question. <laughs> I was just I, thinking, I was just thinking somebody's bookshelf has all of these gorgeous books. And you know, for our for our, our listeners, make sure you go to a thousand and one darknights.com, even if it's just to look at the covers. I mean, these are gorgeous covers. I love how you've done them. Oh, thank you so much. I you know what's funny is 
I am pretty sure I know of a few readers who have read every single one. Um, I just got back from a conference though. And what's fun is we have every, every year we make a new coloring book for a thousand and one dark nights where we take Mm -hmm. the covers Mm -hmm. and um, obviously take all the color out of them and make this really beautiful. It's a swag item. So Mm -hmm. it's like a giveaway item. Mm -hmm. And I met a reader this weekend who this was the first event where we had, unveiled the new coloring book for 2019 mm-hmm. and she had colored all of the other coloring books. Oh, she'd been to events and, and mm-hmm. received the coloring books and, co- and they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so when you ask the question about, has someone read them? I, I'm sure we have people that have read them all. I, I couldn't call any names, but that was a really cool experience mm-hmm. to meet someone who colored all of the covers oh, right. from our very um, exclusive coloring books mm-hmm. that we, uh, that we have. So that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and and you know, like I said, you know, I, I love the colors and yeah. and the covers that that you have created, and you know, they are romance novels. So you know, it, it has the the dashing man with with you know no shirt. And, you know, I keep thinking of the old Fabio type of of books, but you clearly know your your genre. I mean, you know, that's what women want to see, and you know, and and so it's great that that you've got all of that. But um, but I I love the fact that you use the covers to then also designate the series that you're doing. So the different color schemes and the different layouts, you can look at that and go, oh, okay, well, this is from this series of books. Yeah, and that's an MJ. I mean, I'll, I'll throw it to her on that one because she is our creative everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, MJ, yes, we do that constantly. Yeah, um, I'm a big believer in branding, which I keep Mm -hmm. talking about. But um, the idea behind the books to start off was that we really wanted to create a brand, Mm -hmm. a Thousand and One Dark Knight brand. And the way to do that is to be very, very strict about your graphics Mm -hmm. so that you um, over and over and over and over repeat. Hope we've lost you here, MJ. Uh oh. Hold on. Hold on. Oops. Just came oh. out for a second. Oh, there we go. Um, She's back. Am I back? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, so um, in branding, what's really important is that um, people see the same image over mm-hmm. and over every time they hear from you, so that over time, so every dollar is put to good use. Mm-hmm. So you don't change. Um, it's something that's very difficult for publishers to do in general because they're they're not giving. They're either not giving the authors a brand and they've stopped trying to give themselves a brand. Mm-hmm. It used to be when I was growing up that a double day book had a, a meaning and a, um, a, a Valentine book had a meaning and a Knopf right. book had a meaning. And mm-hmm. you actually chose books partially based on who the publisher was. But that went out of fashion in the 80s and the 90s. And then um, publishers stopped trying to brand themselves. And then they even forgot really to brand their authors so that you would have a completely different book cover for the same author from book to book, which didn't, does not help build the brand. And we live in a world where we need help in identifying things that we like because Mm -hmm. there are so many things out there. Mm -hmm. So the goal with the covers was to create a branded look Mm -hmm. that was very versatile that would um, would stay the same and it would be something that would become identifiable, mm-hmm. but at the same time allowed us for an enormous amount of leeway mm-hmm. in making sure we could um, give the reader hints as to what kind of book it was. Right. So um, it, it, the filling in the zeros, actually, it's funny because you always, people always talk about how nothing I learned in college really ever mattered, mm-hmm. but I went to art school and I took a class with a graphic designer who talked about the importance of the zero Mm. and his whole thing, the whole lecture that day was about how you could fill in zeros Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. anything you wanted. And I guess it stuck with me because Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. it came time to do the branding for a thousand and one dark nights, it was like, Oh my God, we have two zeros. Right. And we can use those zeros to create our brand. And that's Mm -hmm. sort of how that, how that developed. And we've, we've been asked to change it for um, various reasons, and we've been very, very strict about it, and we have not changed it at all. Well, and I think, you know, business owners really need to, to look at this because 
what happens is, you know, I see people so many times go with, shall we say, the flavor of the month where, you know, oh, they, they see a design that they like and so that's what their next business card looks like or, oh, they really like how that, that website looks so they design their website to be similar and, you know, all these various things. And, and then when a consumer or a customer starts looking at them, it's very disjointed. And, and so then the thought process is, they're not related. You know, I must have the wrong business card because, you know, it doesn't look like that website or um, I got this direct mail piece and I went there and it looks different or, you know, Facebook, all these various things. And, and so brand consistency really is incredibly important for a business or a series of books. Absolutely. I mean, we think of yeah. ourselves as a marketing company, first and mm -hmm. foremost. Yes, we are publishing books, but mm -hmm. we are marketing these books. And so mm -hmm. every single thing that we do is around the brand, around marketing the brand, around marketing the titles mm -hmm. and the authors. But our readers feel that A Thousand and One Dark Nights is a safe place to go and find vetted authors mm -hmm. that they know are going to be great and that mm -hmm. they can trust our brand to deliver quality books to them. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. And right. we want to be recognizable. We want those readers to be able to, to find us very easily and to mm -hmm. know what they're getting when they do find us. So it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of a, a, a double meaning here. Yes, we're branding Dark Nights in terms of uh, the colors and the layout and everything that we do there, but we're also branding it in terms of a quality product mm -hmm. right. that you will always receive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the, the covers are very, very similar. I mean, obviously each cover is different because each subject in the, the book is different, but when you just glance at it, you immediately know, oh, that's a book from the 1001 Dark Knight series. Um, and so again, you know, people, if they have already experienced one, two, 10, whatever, they immediately know, oh, okay, this is another great book. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, getting, you know, talking with you two women, uh, it, it seems to me you both have, you know, pretty strong personalities. And, so, and it is sometimes difficult for women to work together. We were mentioning that at the very start. You know, if, you know, on the rare occasions where you have disagreements, how do you work through those? You flip a well, coin? How do you do? <laughs> no, you know funny because Liz and I have been asked that question before mm -hmm. and people are always very surprised to find out that we actually have never had an argument mm -hmm. and I think part of that is because we are very different mm -hmm. and we have very different personalities and very different strengths and very different weaknesses although she has none you and have none what are you talking things, about <laughs> she has none and, <laughs> and so if something's very important to Liz when we're talking about it and I can we've been we've been best friends and working together for a long time now. Mm -hmm. So I can hear the tiny bit of tension when it enters her voice. Mm -hmm. And I know like instinctively, aha, mm -hmm. this is something that really matters. I'm just going to back off of this one. And I know that Liz feels the same way. Yeah. There's never been anything. I, I, I hate to say negative things about men, but in my life, I've discovered that men really need to be right a lot. Even well, more than they, they are right, they need to be right. <laughs> and Liz and I really work hard at neither of us needing to be right. We need mm -hmm. to do the right thing for the business. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be right with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that knowledge and understanding of how people work mm -hmm. prevents us from getting into battles royal over things that are ultimately not that critical. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure if there was yeah. ever anything completely critical that, you know, we didn't agree on and, or we didn't agree with how the other person felt about it, we would certainly have a knockdown drag out, but it just hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. no, because it, at the end of the day, this is all about what's best for the company. Mm -hmm. And so we don't have egos in this, mm -hmm. you know, and we're, I, I would think that we both are very good listeners, but we're also pretty rational mm -hmm. about things like this. And as she said, I know when MJ feel strongly about something. I can also hear it a little bit in her voice or in the way she's talking about it. And I know she's brilliant. And so, and she's thought something through and she's not going to push something unless it's really important to her. Right. So of course I defer to her on that. Um, and, and she's the same. The other thing that's really interesting about our dynamic, because we are, we are very similar, but we are very different is that I tend to work with the authors, um, a, a good bit more because I work on the editorial side with them. And, with MJ, 
I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. She fills my cup. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm giving and giving and giving and, and doing something I love. I absolutely love working with these authors. It's, it's, it's something that is just precious to me, mm-hmm. but it's really nice to then go to my partner and be able to kind of unload a little bit on her with just, you know, life or, or stuff about the business or my worries. And she fill, puts it right back into me and fills my cup so that I can give more. Mm-hmm. So I think that that dynamic is different than a lot of partnerships because we are doing different things. She's mm-hmm. the marketing side. I'm the editorial side and we give each other. We, we just give and, and mm-hmm. give and, and take, you mm-hmm. know, I take when she's giving it's, it's a, it's a really beautiful thing. Right. You know, and uh, what I first of all the the main thing that I hear is you respect each other, um, and I think you know in in any type of of partnership, whether it's business, whether it's personal, that is one of the things that is either there or not, um, you know, and and so that's one of the big things. But you also very strongly recognize what each one brings to the business relationship and and to your friendship. And, you know, I think that is one of the things that that people in business have problems with and especially, you know, small business owners because we think, well, we have to do it ourselves. We have to do it alone. We shouldn't have partnerships. We, <coughs> excuse me, shouldn't, shouldn't have to ask for advice or for support when, of course, you know, nothing could be farther from the truth. We need to lean on each other, whether it's a formal partnership or a mastermind group or, you know, just going out for coffee or wine and saying, oh, I just really need to vent. I need somebody to hear this. And so I think that's, you know, one of the things that, that I hear a lot from small business owners is the feeling of isolation. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you two obviously have a company where you work together, but if it's someone who is is totally independent we can still form these relationships with people. And as I was, you know, and, and then here I go in my rambling, as I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, maybe that's what really appeals to your authors is they're kind of their own little entities, but in working with you, it does become this much larger collaboration and support group. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think that that's one of the huge things that our authors uh, get as an ancillary benefit of mm-hmm. being with a thousand one dark nights is a family of sorts, mm-hmm. and and it's a very supportive family. The other thing, just to circle back to what you're sharing, uh, because I agree that it it can feel overwhelming to own a small business, is MJ and I pride ourselves in being very good at strength management. Mm-hmm. So yes, we might have uh, you know twenty twenty five independent contractors who work for us. We know their strengths and we lift those strengths up. And if they're not good at something, we don't force them to accomplish those tasks. Mm-hmm. We find someone else who is good at that. So I mm-hmm. think our staff and our team that works with us, they're all very confident in what they're doing and what they're contributing because we are managing to their strengths. And mm-hmm. I, I can't stress enough in all the jobs that I've ever had, uh, how important that is, particularly if you own the company and you it's your name on the bottom line as it is with MJ and with me, we want everyone to be happy. We want everyone to stay you know, and have their own goals. And we lift that up. That That's a huge part of what we do, both with the authors who don't work for us, obviously, but also with our staff. Mm-hmm. So what do you find is the most exciting thing about what you do? MJ. MJ. That is such a hard question. I mean, I think the most exciting thing is when we do events and I see the readers reacting to these mm-hmm. authors and getting to talk to them and getting their books signed. And it, it's just the, the adoration and the joy that the readers mm-hmm. get from the writers and that the writers get from the readers and the, the way that they feed each other and watching that and knowing that if it with that particular event that we helped bring them together not that not that the authors aren't finding the readers on their own at other events mm-hmm. but just this is our event and they're together at this event and i i just find that really exciting to witness yeah and for me it goes it goes back to a thousand and one dark nights is fangirl central mm-hmm. and number one fan starts in my heart mm-hmm. um, i am such a fan of these authors and the fact that I get to have a part in in their stories and in their series and in um, helping build their brands. And even just something as simple as being able to read a book way before anyone has ever seen it mm-hmm. and ask for changes and, and ask questions that I as a reader would love to see. And for the author to say, okay, no problem. I'll add that. Mm-hmm. It's it's so cool. I, I, I say all the time, you know, what is this life? Mm-hmm. You just have to pinch yourself because I'm 
I'm doing what I love and I'm working with women I admire and respect and I, and I, there's nothing and Christopher and we love Christopher Rice um and there's nothing there's just nothing better than that mm-hmm. truly well and you know what I really like is you know as you mentioned it, it is by invitation only this isn't just well hey you know come write a book for us you have researched them you know it's someone that that hopefully you want to work with on multiple projects. Um, you know, I'm assuming that, that many of your authors have, have written more than one um, mm-hmm. book for you. But you know, I think that's the other thing that gets lost out in, in you know, a, a, a different type of business environment. We sometimes think, well, we're stuck with that person, um, you know, whether it's volunteer, whether it's work, you know, and, and, you know, these various things. And in many cases, we're not. Um, because, and I think what we all need to remember is if we're not happy, they're probably not happy either. Um, now, that doesn't mean, you know, cut them loose. It might just mean that you need to, to you know, first of all, ask them, you know, it seems to me like things aren't going the way they are. You know, what can we do? Because you might be able to remedy it and you might figure out, well, hey, you know, if one person's unhappy, other people might be unhappy also. But, you know, what I'm hearing from you is you really, really make that effort to make sure that this is, is a great environment. And, you know, it, and it takes work, but for you, it is definitely worth it. And I think many other business owners, business people, volunteer coordinators, whatever the, whatever the heck it is, we need to think, okay, we need to take the time because it is worth that effort. Otherwise, why should we be doing it? Absolutely. I mean, you, you just hit the nail on the head. That's why would you do it if you don't love it? Mm-hmm. If, if it's something that you, I'm talking about small business owners and, and small companies here, mm-hmm. you created it, you own it, don't fall out of love with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and sometimes it does mean that you need a different team, a different support group, whatever it is. But, um, you know, and, and one of the other things that I always tell people is, you know, it, it, you might need to fire clients. Um, you know, now it's a little bit different with you guys, but but if somebody doesn't like your book, they're just not going to buy it or they're not going to buy the next one, you know, and so they kind of self-fired maybe is, is they opted out. That's it. Um, but it's you know, funny. If, that just reminded me of, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. It just reminded me of the weirdest thing anybody's ever said to me as an author, mm-hmm. not not to interrupt and change the subject entirely, but Mm -hmm. it's just the weirdest thing. And it always strikes me, especially after what you said, is I once got a review on Amazon for one of my novels Mm -hmm. that actually said, I've read, um, I've read every MJ Rose book that she's written Mm -hmm. and I've disliked them all, but I disliked (laughs) this one the most. And I've written about 14 books at that point. And all I wanted to do was write to this poor woman and say, there are thousands, thousands <laughs> of other it's okay books out there. If you don't, if you don't like me, don't read me. Yeah. Like, what is going on it's here? It's so awful. And I finally <laughs> decided that it must have been like that her mother or somebody <laughs> liked me and kept giving her my yes. book. You know, and so she and felt she kept trying to do it to me. please <laughs> someone else. Uh-huh. But it was. It is, but you're right. With books, it's so easy. You don't like the author, just move on. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes there is the hope that maybe it will get better. Um, my husband and I have been binge watching a television program, and it was one of those started off well and then really went downhill. But you know, we kept huh. watching it kept, because you know it, it it could get better again. And you know, finally, I told him, I said, "I'm sorry, this is just too painful. I said I can't keep <laughs> watching it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I didn't like any of them, but I read all of them. Yeah, that's yeah. the most bizarre story. Every time I hear, I hear yeah. it, I'm like, "What? Yeah. Please don't buy any more. Right. You don't have can to. I, Nobody's making on you to a different author." Yeah, yeah. there are so many. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. God, there. You know, there are over three thousand books published a day. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's staggering. Three three thousand books a day. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and yeah. obviously the vast majority well, I shouldn't say vast majority of those. Now that we can self-publish, um, whether it's through Amazon or you know, any other method, everybody has become an author, right? Um and so yeah, right. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to find something else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I didn't like any of them. <laughs> Yeah, you really do just feel like mailing her a whole bunch of other books. Here, pick one. Find somebody yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Too funny. Cool. Um, well, what has been the most surprising thing that you have found is, as you have created this entity? Uh, I mean, for me, our timing 
was was kind of cool. Like we never could have anticipated the timing, but after we started A Thousand Winter Nights is when Amazon came out with their Kindle Unlimited program. Mm. Um, and they they also, not right then, but around that time started publishing themselves and they bought Goodreads. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, some of their algorithms were, were shifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody realized that was going to happen obviously back then. Right. But for readers, it was becoming, and it has become a little bit more difficult to find uh, books. Like if you know the also bots, you know, you go mm-hmm. and, if you bought this, people also bought this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those have been affected a little bit more, as Amazon should, because they own they own right. Kindle they and they, they, they right. have their own stuff. Um, but some of those recommendations have been skewed of late, mm-hmm. and I think an unexpected surprise. We hoped it would happen, but we never realized how well it would happen is when readers were looking for places to go for new books, they used to always go to Amazon to those pages or go to mm-hmm. Goodreads or whatever. And while they still do, certainly, we have a growing number of readers coming to us to say, okay, I know that this is a, a place I could find these vetted authors mm-hmm. that I can really, I know there's quality, I know what I'm getting when I, when I get it. And certainly that's what the whole company is about. But the fact that it was kind of helped a little bit mm-hmm. by those changing algorithms was a nice surprise. Wouldn't you say, MJ? Yes, it was fabulous. Um, yeah. It was it was great timing and it was, I wish we could take credit for it, but it was just a complete fluke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, the other surprising thing is the romance community is so open and I never realized that before. They're, they're very embracing and they're mm-hmm. very, and we've tried all kinds of different stories. Um, you're not going to know the terminology, but we've tried things like uh, MM, we, MMF and, mm-hmm. and biracial and all kinds of different mm-hmm. stories. And they all sell so well. Mm-hmm. And our readers have been so happy to get lots of different types of stories. And that makes me very proud. Mm-hmm. Um, going into this, we didn't know if readers would embrace us. We did mm-hmm. not know if they would be open to new and different things. And they are. And whatever we put in front of them, whether it's a crossover collection or a discovery author or A Thousand and One Dark Nights, whatever we put in front of them, the readers go just crazy over Mm -hmm. it. And they support us and they say, okay, we see that this is something different. We'll try it. Right. And I love that. Well, and and I like that concept because... We do get stuck in one type of thing that we we like, you know, and and you know, in particular, somebody might only read thrillers, they might only read mysteries, they might only read historical fiction, you know, whatever it is. But through what you do through a thousand and one dark nights, as you said, they get a sample of a different type of book. Now they might go, eh, not so much, but they might also, wow, I'd never considered that. Thanks so much for 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 giving us that option. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, you know, it's it's fun. I'm looking here on your website, and, and I was looking, you mentioned events, and so I was looking at events, and, and I love that you have the, for back, lack of better words, meet and greets, um, and, you know, we've been kind of laughing about Christopher, but you, um, there's the dinner party show with Christopher, and, you know, there he is in his tux and, and all of that, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, um, you know, lovely, that would just be, you know, delightful, but, you know, tell us a little bit more about some of the events that you host. Well, at every event, we do something called the 1001 Dark Nights Sparkler. Mm-hmm. It's kind of our signature event, and, uh, and readers have come to expect it from us. And what that is, is no matter how many authors we have attending that event, mm-hmm. like this past weekend, um, we had about 15 authors attending mm-hmm. the event. So we, we put them around a room, mm-hmm. spread them out, and for the readers coming in, they each get a little questionnaire. Mm. And it has all, let's say it's 15 authors. It has all 15 names listed mm-hmm. and each reader gets a different question. It's kind of an icebreaker question. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they walk in the door, they get a bag of swag, which mm-hmm. means goodies from us, very right. branded merchandise. And, mm-hmm. it, and there's a book in every bag. So that's mm-hmm. very exciting for building the brand. And then their goal is to go to every single author and ask them this icebreaker question. Mm-hmm. If they get an answer from every single author, they can turn their card back in and they're entered into a drawing to win a $100 gift card. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's not the main point. It's just something to spur them on. The whole right. point of this is to where they can actually meet new authors mm-hmm. in a fun, interactive way mm-hmm. that's very quick. So the question might be, you know, would you prefer a romantic getaway or a quiet night in? Mm-hmm. Are you a plotter or a pantser? Which means, do you fly by the seat of your pants or do you actually plot out the outline? Mm-hmm. Do you prefer um, 
a cowboy or a firefighter? You know, there are all kinds of fun questions Mm -hmm. and the readers just love them. Um, We just had about 500 people come through at this last event. We'll have next month, we'll have about six or 700 people come through our sparkler. And then we have something in September uh, called Readers on the River. That's a thousand mm-hmm. and one dark nights and J.R. Ward, who's oh, a number one mm-hmm. selling author. Yeah, in Louisville. So these are events where the organic reach beyond the event is what mm-hmm. we're really counting on. Certainly, it's wonderful to reach five hundred people, but if we can multiply those efforts because we had a fun event, we had mm-hmm. some fun social media going on during it, and we gave them a book and a coloring book and things to spur them on down the road. Mm-hmm. That's everything. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole the whole shebang right, right. there. Well, and like any good event, people are networking then with each other, um, you know, and, and so as they're, they're standing in line waiting to, to talk to, you know, the, the next author, they're, what, what was your question? What'd you like about that person? You know, all those various things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's just fun. It's just really fun. And MJ and I have sparkly shoes that we always wear to the sparkle. Of course, of course. Uh, because they're sparkly. We have our same, yes. <laughs> we wear matching shoes to every sparkle. Our twin shoes, our twin <laughs> shoes. I it's love it. To buy new shoes, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, you know, I really want to encourage our listeners, as I'm looking through your, your books and, and all of these various things, you know, my readers, or my, my readers, my listeners are here because they're business owners, business people. And, you know, I want to encourage people to look at your website, first of all, for all of the things that we've been saying, to look at branding, to look at marketing, to look at all of those things. But, you know, folks, we do need breaks. <laughs> we need to take some time for ourselves. If we don't take time for ourselves, we're just going to burn ourselves out. And so if you can spend, you know, a, a little bit of time reading, you know, one of these books, I think it's, it's great. You know, so check that out just as, you know, for, for some way to, to kind of escape for a bit. I mean, you know, your, your theme is ignite your fantasies. You know, maybe it is. And that's why people read these romance novels. I mean, you know, I remember the commercials they used to do, Back to Fabio, where, you know, the, the, the reader would go with Fabio and, and you're putting yourself in their place. We need to do that. We need to, you know, have those little breaks because then we can be more creative, more productive in our business world, you know, when we have taken those breaks. And you never know, you might get inspiration from these books for something in your business. Absolutely. Or personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know. Is it back to ignite your fantasy? Okay. We yes. Won't go any further? <laughs> this is this is a G-rated program, um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's and among my friends, you know, when I ask them what do you what do you read for fun, I do get the I would love to, but I don't have time. You know, and that's what I love about the fact that your books are so short. You know, maybe it's 15 minutes before you go to bed or, you know, all these various things. It's okay to take that time and do that and because, you know, way back to what I was saying in the beginning, I loved the time that I spent as a child reading, um, you know, and, and again, whether it was just for pleasure, whether it was to A, learn to read, which is, you know, a very good thing. It really was something that I think we need to get back to instilling in people. You know, put down your phone, unless you're reading the book on your phone, um, and... You know, and enjoy life. You know, get out there, see these things, and and maybe that is that you've taken your book, you've gone to your your back deck, you've got your glass of wine, you're going to read for fifteen minutes, and then you're going to go in and cook dinner and do everything else you're supposed to do. But you know, it's it's you know we we need these breaks. We need to remember that you know we're we're we have to have time for ourselves also. Yes, definitely, it's such an important very, thing. Very, very true. Very, yeah. very true. Great. Well, ladies, oh my gosh. And if you, we, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if you do like something historical, then in addition to The Thousand and One Dark Nights, mm-hmm. and she suggested it, um, you could also check out mjrose.com because I write historical fiction that has mm-hmm. love stories in it, but mm-hmm. that it also has a lot of history in it. So, right. And we'll ignore that one poor lady who didn't like anything. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and and it's funny, I was just actually getting ready to say, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. So MJ, you know, tell us again how they find you and connect with you on yes. and it's okay to talk about your other sites too, because I know you both have other other passions. Yeah, it's just mjrose.com mm-hmm. and it's and also at any bookstore on or offline. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. And, and it's what one thousand and one darknights.com. Mm-hmm. 
Great. You know, and you've got ways to connect um, with people there and you're on, you know, obviously, as we've mentioned, various social we're media. We're also uh, on Facebook. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Pinterest. We're everywhere. All those. So we're places. really easy to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what is one last thing you would like to, to leave our listeners with? I would just say, try something new. You might be surprised how much you love it. Mm-hmm. MJ? And I would say, follow the advice you gave, that you need to take a break from everything that's going on in your life and put down your phone, unless you're reading on it, and read. Mm-hmm. And really, Absolutely. it doesn't matter what it is. Newspaper, book. Right. Mm-hmm. All well, those... not newspaper. I think it's important to read fiction. There's, mm-hmm. there, there actually was a we very need to, important We need our done. brains to kind of it, relax. Yeah, that fiction, reading fiction actually mm-hmm. makes you a much more empathetic person mm-hmm. and a much happier person. There have been studies done that have shown unequivocally you really need to read things outside of the news and reality mm-hmm. and your reality in right. order to let your brain expand and go to other places. It's mm-hmm. really, really pretty critical. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because this is, it's a very serious world that we live in um, for a variety of reasons. And yeah, so, uh, you know, if you can escape, again, 15 minutes, hour, whatever it is, your brain needs that break. So I'm, I'm going to encourage everyone, check out 1001darknights.com and just see, you know, see, see what you, you think. And, and um, it's, it's been great talking with you. You've got obviously all your links there as to, to um, how to, to get your books. Um, so, you know, uh, this really has been so much fun. I've greatly enjoyed this. So um, I have been having so much fun talking with Liz Berry and MJ Rose. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank you.